Hello and welcome to the Golden Power Hour podcast, where we are opening doors through open minds. I'm Kristen Steed. And I'm Carrie Bedore, and we are Golden Link Training and Coaching. At Golden Link, we specialize in growth and business development with a vision of helping people live the best life ever. If you want to stay connected with Golden Link, be sure to follow us on our social media pages. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on LinkedIn. We would love to stay connected with our audience. So today we are going to talk about a little tool that helps business owners, that helps employees, that helps really anybody get things done. We're going to stay productivity focused, and we are going to talk about the art of time blocking. If you're unsure what time blocking is, it's a simple time management technique that allows you to divide your day up in little blocks of time for the purpose of getting a specific task done. Kristen, do you use time blocking at all in your business world or in your personal life? Absolutely. You know, what I have found is that when I have certain tasks, whether it's business or personal, if there's a common theme or connection in the types of things that I'm doing, when I group it together and kind of get it done in a sitting, it just helps me be more productive within that time frame. So an example of that might be content planning. That's obviously a huge part of our business world, needing to map some of those things out. When I do those activities bunched up together, it's almost almost like I get into a zone, right? So it's like, you're in that zone. The flow is going, there's not disruptions. I'm not stopping and starting and mixing in between things. And one of the things that I have found personally is that I end up getting a lot more done within that block of time versus when I am kind of spreading it all over the place, the stops and starts, it takes me a little bit longer to kind of get back into that groove again for whatever thing it is that I'm doing. And I got to laugh, Carrie, and I think you'll totally, you might be on this same page. I hope lots of our listeners too feel this way. Is like, I notice it a lot when I'm cleaning my house too. <laughs> You know, because right. it's kind of like, I tend to get a little bit all over the place, but when I do start cleaning and the, depending on the type of cleaning I have, it's almost like I time block based on what it is that I'm going to do. I don't know if that resonates with you or I'm alone in that one. <laughs> A hundred percent it does. And everybody usually has a unique approach to the way that they time block. And I would bring up another example that, you know me, I love to travel, right? I can get so much stuff done in like the 48 hours leading up to when I'm actually going to leave. And it's because I'm super hyper-focused on tasks that actually need to get done. I'm not, you know, spending time doing things that I might not need to be doing or tasks that are unproductive. I'm seeing hyper-focused and I'm going in and, you know, just getting those things done that need to get done uh, because that time is running out, right? So it's 
kind of the same thing as what you're seeing, you know, when you're wanting to go in and get your kitchen clean, you know, you turn the kitchen timer on and then all of a sudden it's like, wow, I actually got this all done. And you know, whatever the time amount that, that you set. And it's a time blocking approach that once you learn the concept, because it's unique to everyone, you can determine where it can work best in your life. So this is not just a business technique. This is a technique that actually works for you personally as well. Now, in fact, what a lot of people don't know is that there is actually a kitchen timer technique out there that is a time blocking method and there's science and theory around it that a lot of people don't know. And it's called the Pomodoro technique. And in fact, I'm going to give you a little bit of history on this. Um, so the Pomodoro technique is a time management method technique that was developed by a gentleman in the late 1980s. And what he did is he used a kitchen timer to break work into intervals that were typically in 25 minute lengths. And then they were separated by a short five minute break before they started working again. Now, the interval was known as a pomodoro, and it's an Italian word for the word tomatoes. And after that, the tomato-shaped kitchen timer was used by university students. So they actually used this time management technique as a study habit guide um, for people that were in college so they could stay hyper-focused on getting a specific task done. And it's still used to this day. There are apps out there that are the Pomodoro apps. There are tons of little kitchen timers that you can go through and buy. And there's actually some theory around that as well. So the 25 minute length wasn't just picked out of thin air. And in fact, they typically state that uh, someone can only hold intense focus for about 30 minutes. After that 30 minutes, they need to take some type of break. They might need to just get up and walk away from their desk. They might need to go and use the bathroom. They may need, you know, to make a phone call or do something along those lines. But what they have found is by using this technique, you can decide the tasks that you want to stay on and you can kind of stay in that groove. And I, Kristen, I think that's what you were talking about. Like when you're cleaning the kitchen, right? You like start just cleaning. You don't have to stop and go back and do something. And what you're doing is you're really starving the distractions that would normally um, break up your day where you might have a task that only takes 10, 15 minutes, but then your phone dings and you're like, okay, I got a new text message. And then I got to text this person back right away. Cause I'm in a, just do it, just get it done, you know, moment. And then they text you back and then you end up in a conversation for 25 minutes. That's, that's what happens in the workplace. Right. Or perhaps it's someone that pops in and is like, you know, Hey, um, what are you doing for lunch today? <laughs> you know, and then you end up having a, you know, 15, 20 minute conversation about, uh, where do you want to go for lunch? Does so-and-so want to go with you? Are you going to drive? Am I going to drive? I have to be back by this time. Do you know if they have any specials today? You know, you go down this rabbit hole. And by taking a time blocking technique where you can break this down into really short intervals 
block out your distractions, work on the task at hand, and then go take a little short break and continue to repeat that process until you get your task done at hand. What productivity experts have found is by using this method, you could get 60 hours worth of work done in a 40 hour period. So have you ever heard the sayings that you can't create more time? Well, it's true. You don't necessarily create more time by using a time blocking method, but what you do create is more efficiency. And by creating that more efficiency, you can get more things done. And that's why this particular technique is an amazing time management technique. This is something you can implement into your time blocking methodology. Carrie, I love that because here's the thing, and we see this in the clients that we work with is we tend to work with a lot of small business owners, independent contractors, people who are wearing a lot of different hats and they have the best intentions on posting on social media consistently or focusing on lead gen or cleaning up their database or all of the things that they want to do to help them grow and expand their business. And they tend to fall into putting out fires, kind of like you were saying, like, you know, the distractions start, you know, so many things are popping up. They're jumping from one thing to the next. This technique that you're talking about, I think is so helpful. And one of the things I, and I believe this is kind of like a myth buster is this whole concept around multitasking. So very often when we are sitting down and taking over and doing things that we want to do, we tend to multitask. But what we know is that multitasking is not as effective as you think it is. And it really does come down to the types of tasks that you're doing. I know you gave this example the other day. Um, I can't remember what it was. And I know the first part of it was something like, you know, you could drive your car and have a phone conversation. Like that could be an example of multitasking that is really good, but that it was like, you really can't write an email and send a text at the same time or what I, I can't remember the example that you used, but it was almost like there are times where multitasking, if you're trying to watch something and write an email, what essentially is happening, your brain is taking in information from both um, activities that you're doing, but it, uh, think of Swiss cheese. Like there are gaping holes in the data that you are taking in and putting out. And then sometimes that approach to doing work ends up with you not being as efficient. The work quality is not as great. It can sometimes cause rework, which then ends up making you spend a whole lot more time trying to do the task that you needed to do in the first place. Actually, Kristen, there are studies done by productivity experts that state that when you're trying to go in and multitask, what you're actually doing is you're taking on too many tasks that you do not have the time to get done. And what ends up happening is the quality of your work starts to slip. You start missing deadlines. You're not as proficient in the work and stuff that you're doing. Now, this does not mean that nobody is ever going to uh, multitask because it's something that we've been conditioned to say is a good thing. But there's kind of a trend going around right now saying that hustle culture is over. And 
I loved that saying when I first saw it, because we have been saying it for years, right? Like I'm going to go and hustle. Like I'm a hustler. I get stuff done because I hustle. Well, how do you get things done? You, are you trying to multitask and are you, are you getting a lot of things half done? Are you putting too many things on your plate and balls are dropping and the quality of your work goes down? And that's where, when we think about time blocking and we think about time management, it moves into the whole philosophy of learning how to say no to things. And it's so hard to do if you're a business owner, if you're an employee and your boss asks you to do something, if you're a parent, you know, you're, we're always saying yes. And that's just how humans are conditioned to do it. If you can learn how to come around and try to say no to things, when you start aligning the time that you have and the tasks that need to get done, saying yes is actually hurting that person because you may not be able to get done what they're actually asking for. Now, of course, we need to use our brains with that because if your child comes to you and says, can you make dinner? And you're like, no, I can't. I didn't time block for that. Well, of course, we're going to do some of those basic things, right? But, you know, sometimes this is when we need to say no to going to lunch with our coworkers. Sometimes this is when we have to decline a meeting request that we've been asked to go to because maybe it doesn't align with where your goals are. And it's just going to take you away from getting the tasks done at that you're looking to do. Kristen, I'm sure that you've experienced some of this in your career. Without a doubt, you know, and I think you bring up a lot of very good points on if you are interested in implementing this time management technique into your schedule, there's a lot of flexibility in how you choose to do it. Like, yes, we recognize it's not for everyone, depending on the type of business you're in, the type of responsibilities that you have. But for a large majority of individuals that are, again, wearing those multiple hats, um, there is an art to doing this. And I love that you bring up, like, don't be too rigid with it. You don't have to time block every single segment of your day, but if you start to introduce the concept into the way you accomplish your tasks, chances are you're going to start seeing a lot of positive results from doing this. And then you're going to see it grow in the things that you do. There are a couple of things that people tend to kind of stub their toe on when they get into this. And one thing I see a lot is underestimating the time it takes to do things, you know? And so we've all been in that situation and it can feel a little bit frustrating. Like I'm going to sit down. I've got this block of time dedicated to completing this task or these groups of tasks. And all of a sudden the tomato timer goes off and maybe you're not all the way through or complete. So keeping that top of mind, I think is really important. You know, don't underestimate the time. And then also like, don't forget about breaks. Like sometimes people get really excited to go and put this method into practice within their calendars. And then they realize like, sometimes you do need to walk away. Like some, and I love that you say hustle culture, you know, that is over, right. Where well-being, mindfulness, all of those things we know are so important into creating a well-balanced, like a work-life balance. So making sure that in addition to managing your time properly, you're not um, underestimating the time, but that you're also building in some of that time um, for the breaks and the things that you need to do so that you can keep your life in check. Uh, absolutely. And you 
hit the nail on the head, Kristen, in terms of, you know, taking those breaks and what those little breaks mean, because they're important. Like we have to have those times set aside to just stand up away from our desk, to walk away, you know, go get something to drink. Um, we're really allowing our ourselves to, you know, take a mental break for a little bit. Um, and if we don't do those things, we end up running out of gas, just like our cars would run out of gas. Like, you know, if we were driving across country and we didn't stop to fill up a little bit, right, we would run out of gas. And, you know, we have to think about that in our work days too, especially when we're planning things out. The second thing that I couldn't agree more on is estimating how long a specific task will take because we have the tendencies to be over optimistic with how much we can get done in a day. And then when we don't, it's disheartening and it's stressful on us. And we start beating ourselves up. And then we turn around and say, this time blocking stuff doesn't work. And, you know, so there's like a psychological side to not having the right time for the task to get done. Cause you're not checking those things off your list. Totally. I have two things that are in my head that I just have to say. One, don't quote me on it because it is it is an old piece of data that has obviously been bouncing around in my brain for a very long time. And when you were talking about breaks and you know needing to stop for gas and all this other stuff, there was a study conducted once, and I can't recall the name of it or anything like that, but it was about marathon runners and it was comparing um Um, sprint runners versus like consistent runners. And it was something along the lines of people who ran in sprints actually finished faster. Now, please don't hold me to this. I'm not a marathon runner, so I don't know if it still holds true, but it kind of reminded me of what you were saying right in the beginning of this podcast is like what our brains are like when we're getting ready to go on vacation. I think that like, so vacation might be an example of a really big break, but then there's also like a walk or a lunch or some, you know, just uh, reading time or meditation or whatever, you know, so if we think about people who run in sprints, like sometimes when that brief period of rest is over, when we start running again, we can actually go faster. And so those starts and stops actually help us get to the finish line faster. So that was one piece of information that was bouncing around in my head when you were sharing that. The second one is, I don't think I can go a whole episode without bringing up strengths. because I talk about strengths all the time. And to the point that you're making on understanding if this works for you and appropriately measuring the time and underestimating the time it takes with tasks, things like that. Keeping um, strengths awareness top of mind, I think is very important. It's really important when you're looking at time blocking and the types of blocks that you're setting, you know, so if you know that you tend to be more of a relationship builder, you know, kind of strengths domain individual, and you've got some very strong executing tasks that you need to get done within that time blocking piece of it, maybe it is going to take you a little bit longer, or maybe, you know, the amount of time you allocate to those things, because you know how you feel when you do those types of works, like it's okay for you as you start to implement this into your day, to start making those adjustments and coming up with a methodology of this concept that really works well for you and your day, your schedule, your strengths, the types of tasks that you like to do. The other thing I want to say about timing, And this actually took me like 
personally and professionally, a really long time to kind of wrap my head around. And it is about the time of day in which people do their best work. So we know the early birds and the night owls and anything in between. I have met so many different people who either prefer to like get up before the sun's out or, you know, there are so many people who like, you know what, my brain really starts going into high gear at about 10 30, 11 o'clock at night. And so what I realized about that is stay in tune to what is your natural preference for getting work done and challenge the status quo of what a work day looks like for you. You know, it is completely okay to come up with a very unique schedule. Of course, depending on your work, depending on the clientele that you serve. I understand that this concept will not work for everybody, but don't feel confined to this traditional work day. You know, you might find that because you're leaning into what time of the day you do your best work, schedule your blocks around that. Absolutely. You know, the thing is, Kristen, there's so many techniques that you can apply to be successful in time blocking. And unfortunately, when I have worked with people in the past, they sit down, they understand the value of time blocking. And what do they do? They make a list of all the tasks that they need to get done. And then they go and put them in their calendar. And then three months later, they're deleting everything off their calendar because they have not changed habits. And this is not something that's done easy. This is something that is very intentional. Um, time blocking takes a lot of work and time blocking is something that you can lean on specific tools for and things that you can use to really master the fine art of time blocking, because just like your example, Kristen, in terms of being a night owl or being an early bird, you know, those like just knowing those things alone still are not going to allow you to be a master of your time. You have to learn how to make changes in the habits that you have on a daily basis, you know, practice discipline and continue working on this all the time. So you cannot say that time blocking doesn't work if you don't work on time blocking. And, you know, we know this time and time again, when we run classes, it is constantly one of the biggest takeaways that people say, I need to work on this. I need to work on this because we do let our time run away from us. We're spending it on things that are not productive or we're taking on too much work. And then, you know, we're working ourselves to death and then we, you know, just, we get sick. We, you know, check out for a little bit because we have too much on our plate. And that's not the way that you are going to be on a path to live the best life ever. And that is one of our purposes to do that. And so there are, you know, just things that you need to look at that you do and say, you know, can I make this change in habit? If it comes down to saying no, if it comes down to just saying, do I actually have time to do this? Putting the things into your calendar. You know, there's a saying out there that is 
if it's not in my calendar, it doesn't happen. You know, can you create those disciplines? And, you know, whether you're choosing to use a digital calendar or you want to go buy yourself, you know, a handwritten calendar, it's really up to what your preference is. Everybody works a little bit different in the way that they're doing it. But by time blocking, by setting aside time to do specific tasks, by applying a amount of time that you spend on those tasks during that time, it's going to give you some freedom in your schedule and in the way that you do things. And it's going to start training your brain and developing new habits where you're going to be able to get one, get more things done. Now, here's a big recommendation that I have for anybody that is listening. If you're using time blocking or you're going to start using time blocking, and that is to set an overflow day up in your time blocking. What do we mean by that? If you are constantly falling behind on your tasks, you want to set aside a time in your week, in your month, where you can dedicate that entire day or that entire time block to catch yourself up on the things that you did not have time to get done. Because even though we are time blocking, people around us may not be. So we might have things that emerge where we need to take care of them. Or, you know, maybe we did our best estimating how much time it was going to take to do something, but maybe we uncovered and discovered something during doing that task that now, you know, the task is going to be much longer and you also had some other priorities that needed to get done. So what are your options if you do that? A lot of us will just stay up late or we're going to wake up super, super early to get that done. And then we go on to this merry-go-round of time management and productivity where we start burning ourselves out. And then we start not liking what we're doing. And we do not want you to get on that merry-go-round. And we want you to be able to find ways to be able to do this. So that's why taking a day, taking a half a day where everything's blocked out, you're not utilizing that time for those, those things. Now, with that being said, the other habit that's really hard is, you know, the habit of saying no. And I know I just said that before. We talked about that a little bit earlier in this podcast, but when we say no, it really can free up our freedom of being able to get our tasks done. So when we look at things like setting up meetings, there's a lot of people that have reoccurring meetings just to have a meeting. We've all been part of those um, likely in our career. And then we walk into the meeting, one person ends up hijacking most of it. And you're sitting there asking yourself, like, what am I doing in this meeting? So challenge the status quo with that and ask yourselves, can I get an extra hour back to get more things done by not attending this meeting? You know, do I really need to be there with this other person to go to this meeting or do they have it? You know, when we start looking Looking at the places that we're spending so much time in our days, can we reallocate that to tasks that need to get done so we can achieve more and we can, um, you know, finish our days off with the things that we need to get done to continue to drive our, our business forward? Because here's the thing is there's never going to be a lack of unexpected things that are going to come up. You know, 
you're not going to get a call from your kid's school that, you know, your kid fell down on the playground and they need to go see a doctor because they think their arm is broke. And you're going to say, well, I'm sorry, I'm in the middle of my um, time blocking schedule and I can't get this stuff done. Like, of course, we're not going to do that. We will always have things that will throw us for a loop that can take us, can knock us out of our day, can knock us out of our routine. But the question is, is how fast can you get back on board? And you can get back on board super fast by having those disciplines and those daily habits set up in managing your time with your tasks in a time blocking calendar. Such great tips, Carrie, honestly. And so I think that's the piece, right? That's how you get started As you've heard lots of great information. Some of you may be doing some of it. You know, some of you have maybe never heard of this technique. It's super simple to try, right? I think if you are interested in testing this out, it's like set that first 25 minute timer to do some simple tasks and see how productive and effective you become in the things that you're doing. And it'll make you you a true believer and you'll start to do more and more of it. There is a phrase that I have picked up over the years that I absolutely love where it used to go practice makes perfect. But in this case, practice makes permanent. You know, if you can start to incorporate the things that we are talking about it, you'll notice how your natural way of being starts to shift into some more permanent driven behaviors. And you become so much more effective in the things that you're doing. You become more efficient in managing your time. It becomes easier to say no to things. It becomes easier to starve out those distractions. And what you find rather than having those people around you who don't have that discipline, who end up taking up a lot more time than what's necessary to accomplish things is you create more time and energy for the things that you want to be focusing on that really helps you live the best life ever. I know we keep saying this over and over again, but what we have found in our work with our clients in the trainings that we conduct, um, the coaching sessions that we create, this tends to be one of the number one reasons, um, that is preventing people from growing their business to the level that they want to grow it on. So hopefully you're taking away some, uh, simple tips and easy to implement things, um, that are going to help you tremendously in the things that you're doing. So I'm going to leave you with some really easy takeaways that you can do to get started. So remember, you either control your calendar or your calendar controls you. So take some time and write down a list of the things that you do on a daily basis. And I'm not just talking about business. I'm talking about waking up, brushing your teeth, working out, walking the dog, all of those things start putting them down and finding the patterns within your list and take a blank calendar or, you know, obviously open up a digital calendar, whatever you prefer, it's completely up to you and start looking at what a typical day looks like for you. And then start looking at your tasks and say, is this a daily task? Is this a weekly task? And start developing some foresight and insight into what you're doing now and what you should be doing in the future when it comes to your calendar and, and how much time that you have um, left. Now, what is typically surprising when people sit down to do this is they're like, well, no wonder why I'm always overwhelmed. I just don't have enough time in the day to get things done. So you might start finding tasks 
meetings, things that you're doing that you just need to stop. You need, you might need to say, I'm no longer going to attend this meeting anymore or ask questions like this report takes me an hour to pull. Um, I'm going to ask if it's still necessary for me to pull this report. Ask yourselves, are you doing the things that you need to be doing to be building your business? Are you doing the things that you need to be doing, you know, to be having conversations with your clients and set time aside and look at yourself personally. If you have a fitness goal and you want to make sure that you're working out, you know, 45 minutes every day, well, where is it in your calendar? How are you making time for it? if you do not make time for it, it will not happen. And it's one of the biggest reasons why people have great goals. They just don't put an action plan on when they can actually get these things done. So find a blank calendar, write a master list, write it down, and then start putting them into buckets of time and blocking that off in your calendar, knowing those are things that you can get done. And then the third piece is just starve your distractions. When you're working in those intervals, turn your notifications off on your phone or turn your phone off. Don't have the ding on your computer every time an email comes through, because those are, those are ways that our brain gets taken out of the flow and we lose the momentum that we're building and the tasks that we're working. And then finally, take a break, take a time out, whether it's the five minutes, you know, after you completed your 25 minute task or learn how to decompress at night on the weekends. You know, this is huge for your mental health and it'll actually help you in your productivity so you can remain focused and get things done. So that is all I have for time blocking today. Kristen, did you have anything else that you wanted to add? No, you nailed it. I'm super excited about it. And, you know, I put, I practiced this today, but I can, there's always room to continue to dial into being more efficient and more effective with it. So I love talking about it because it just continues to remind me why it's such a beneficial thing to have in your business. So that's it. That's all we have for today's golden power hour podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and are looking for more ways to develop and grow your business, please check us out at at mygoldenlink.com. As Carrie mentioned in the beginning, we are all over social. So we would love to connect with you there as well. So have a great day and stay golden. Bye.